How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. Unfortunately, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig Crumb, can't be here with us tonight. Mike is a little under the weather, so send him your well wishes. But everyone's favorite co-host, co-host, the president of the Jake Ferguson fan club and the best account manager in the world is here with us tonight, uh, Brendan Fergie Smith. Brendan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great on this fine evening. I hear you, man. Brendan, where can we find you on X, a.k.a. Twitter, sir? You can find me at Brendan underscore Smith 26. I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Paul underscore Ryan 15. Well, things are a little different this week. Because of the holidays, we didn't have our Monday recap show. However, we are excited to be back with another episode of our series, Offsides. For those of you new to the show, Offsides is a series where Brendan, Mike, and I bring on fans, content creators, and journalists of the opposing teams the Cowboys are playing that week to talk about the matchup, what it's like being a fan, and everything in between. With us today is a longtime Lions fan, the only Lions fan on Twitter that I know of, and fantasy football personality. This man always has a fresh fade. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. <laughs> Commissioner Breeze to the show. Breeze, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? I can't complain, man. I can't complain. It's starting to get a little cold. I, I like the winter weather, but I'm glad to be inside. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I can't really speak too much as far as being as cold being here in the South, but I definitely feel for my people back home in the Midwest. I'm sure it's a lot colder up there. <laughs> I hear that, brother. Well, Breeze, where can we find you on Twitter, a.k.a. AKA X? You can find me at MCBreeze11. Yes, sir. Well, all right, Breeze, the Lions are having a great season, and I know you're one of the few Lions fans on Twitter, so I'm curious, how long have you been a Lions fan? Honestly, probably since I got introduced to sports when I was like four or five years old. Uh, yeah, I got to watch the games with my dad all the time as a kid, growing up, learning the game itself, how everything works. So took all that in as a kid. And, um, of course, around this time, that's when um, Barry Sanders came on the scene. And the rest was pretty much history as far as my fandom and him and the team itself. Absolutely, man. So I know you were saying that you were, uh, you're from Atlanta. Oh, you're in Atlanta, but were you, um, were you born basically in the Michigan, Detroit area? Yeah, born and raised um, in Detroit. Wow. So I'm curious, man, you've seen a lot of Lions players come, come and go. But who is your all-time favorite Lions player? Um, I mean, Barry is the cop-out answer, but that's <laughs> my all-time favorite Lions players. Um, over the years, I will say that players like, um, you know, Golden Tate, um, mm. DeAndre Levy, um, and of course, Calvin Johnson, um, those were among my um, all-time Lions players throughout those different um, eras in our history. Yeah. Those are solid answers. Like, that's like, of course, you you expect Barry Sanders. He's one of the best running backs of all time, so it's easy. And, you, of course, you bring Megatron. But DeAndre Levy, and all, that's, those are, that's awesome answers. Well, then, who's your current favorite player? Oh, that's the sun guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Number 14, man. Story, man. Yeah. Man, the sun, you got the sun guy, and you got Jameer Gibbs. It doesn't feel fair, man. 
Listen, you know, it's funny because, you know, back on draft night when that pick was in for pick 12 after we traded back with Arizona, you know, everybody thought we was going to go one way. Then Brad Holmes take Jameer Gibbs. And, of course, a lot of people were confused and flabbergasted. Like, why don't you take a running back in the first round? What about the positional value, stuff like that? You know, now once Gibbs got acclimated into our mm-hmm. system and you're seeing getting better each and every week, how we know why we took him where he did because he went on record saying that I got a feeling he ain't going to make it to 18. We need to go on him now at 12 because I believe it was – New England, I think the Jets were interested in Junior Gibbs from what I was um, told. So, um, you know, sometimes you know, we just got to have patience with players even if we don't understand the process in real time. Absolutely, man. I, I couldn't agree more. And you think about it, it's always wise. During the draft, you just never know what to expect from players, man. It's hard to predict the future, but – it's, I think it's always best to have a best player approach mentality, and Jameer Gibbs looks like that was the right pick. I, I low-key think Brad Holmes played dynasty football, man. That's just between you and us. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, he got a nice foundation going with uh, the organization right now, but if you look at the way – Oscar is currently constructed. I think I think Brad Holmes played dynasty football low key, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear it, man. I'd love to hear that confirmed. You know, Breeze, it hasn't been always uh, easy being a Lions fan. I imagine so. Tell us, man, what's it like being a Lions fan in the last ten years? I know you're a lifelong fan, but you know, just in the last decade, man, what's it been like? You know. Um, Stafford obviously was here for the majority of the last 10 years. Um, so it was a little bit up and down. You know, 2014 was a really nice season for us that ironically took a turn for the worst in Dallas in the playoffs. It's ironic that we're in Dallas this time again, but um, you know, we haven't been to the playoffs much in the last 10 years. You know, I think our last appearance was back in the 2016 season. So it wasn't always fun, but we always, you know, supported our players who gave their all each and every week. So to fast forward from where we came to where we are now, definitely in a much happier place. The future looks bright for the Lions and um they're going to be around for years to come, you know, as long as Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell is under center. They got um, they're, 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 they're got, they got the team in the right direction as far as the vision that they have for what they want the team to look like. So, Absolutely, man. Well, thank you. When I, when I was reading the script, I didn't, it didn't really ever hit me, but the last time the Lions won a division – I was that uh, I'm 20 years old. I'm in 30 years ago. So how does it <laughs> how does it feel winning of the vision finally in, the, in 30 years? 
It's an amazing feeling. Um, and that's probably an understatement because from reactions that I've seen since uh, Sunday, you know, you got people crying. It's happy tears, of course. You know, it's because it's been so long. You know, we don't have to be the punchline of people saying, you know, you know, formerly the NFC Central. So it's a huge relief, and hopefully we can um, win more divisions to come in the upcoming seasons. Well, you do have one of those veteran rosters now in your division, so that, that actually that is really possible. But with also building a roster, and you've actually you hit on this just a little bit, but what changed about the Lions franchise when they are hiring uh, you know, GM Brad Holmes and head coach Dan Campbell? So it goes back to, I don't want to say the infamous, but I look at it more so as the iconic first press conference that Dan Campbell ever gave as the Lions head coach when he talked about his mantra of wanting to bite kneecaps. You know, it was more so a metaphor of I want guys who are going to be tough, gritty, and, you know, give their all. And, um, that's what they have done, you know. Obviously, the situation he walked both Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell was not good. You know, we had to trade our probably our best player, one of our best players in our franchise history, and Matthew Stafford to jumpstart the re the rebuild, so that we can um, bring new you know fresh blood in, new guys in, so that we can the team, you know, back in a good place. So, and, you know, we got mocked, laughed at. People said, Dan Campbell last two seasons in as a Lions head coach, and now year three, you know, is a division champ. And they can, they, they're just getting started, honestly, you know. This is one of the younger teams in the league with a nice foundation, and you know, they still got some more pieces to add to really uh, have them be considered among the elites of the elite teams, you know, San Fran, you know, Baltimore, teams like that. But they're in a, they're in a good place right now. You know, they managed to um, keep the salary cap in check. You know, we're not under the cap. We're going to be over the, you know, so we're going to have money to play with, you know, this offseason. You know, we got some decisions to make, obviously, but that can be addressed, you know, when the time comes about. Yeah, you kind of touched on this next question, you know, with that answer here, Brees. So I'll ask you a different one, but you just, you know, you, you look at that Stafford trade and, of course, Stafford being a big part of what, you know, what the Lions were being the number one overall pick and, I'd imagine not not leaving on a on a sour note with Detroit fan base. What was it like watching Stafford win a Super Bowl the the year that he left with the Rams? To be completely honest, I was extremely happy for him because of what I seen from him and what he gave us each and every week and every year that he was with us. I mean, that, that Super Bowl pretty much validated his career 
and the narrative mm. pretty much changed, uh, you know, changed on Stafford once he was able to, you know, get with the Rams and lead them to the Super Bowl because, you know, you got a, a lot of quarterbacks who had great careers, but they never won a Super Bowl or yet alone, they never got a chance to compete in a Super Bowl to play for a championship. So I had no hard feelings towards Stafford. Um, he, uh, he, he, he was definitely deserving uh, for sure to be a Super Bowl champion, you know, Absolutely, man. Honestly, that's how I felt when Demarcus Ware got a ring. It's like you should be pissed off. Like, why didn't he win one with us? But he's, they're great players, and they got the ring, so they got what they deserved. I really yeah. wanted that to happen for Witten, but you know he went to the Raiders, so that was never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, man, you always you touch on these questions just a little bit every time you talk, and that's great. But you know, after after almost three years, one division title, and being close to thirty. How would you feel about Jared Goff getting a new contract? I mean, personally speaking, I want to see how he does over these next few weeks, you know, before the playoffs actually start. You know, I'm not sure. um, I'm sure they probably had conversations already about what number they want to kind of be in the ballpark range of but um whatever number they agree to when they come to terms i hope that it's it won't put us in a position where it's going to you know disable us from being able to resign you know penesul amon ross and brown be a free agent after next season um you know, uh, kind of keep the young pieces that we got together so that we can continue to build on what we already have to keep the foundation intact. But um, I know the going rate last time I checked, I know Daniel Jones got, what, $40, $45 million uh, a year contract. So he'd probably be, you know, in that range. You know, I've even heard somebody talk about $50 million, which I think would be outrageous. Mm. to give Jared Goff, but, you know, Jared Goff, he take us to a Super Bowl, we win it. How could you argue against paying him that? Yeah. So that's the problem with Goff in the contract situation, even though we could technically wait until after the 24 season to address that because he got one more year left on his deal after this season. But that's where I kind of stand at with God, you know, when that time comes with contract extension and stuff like that. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Super Bowl, uh, Breeze. Do you think Lions can win a Super Bowl with this roster and coaching staff? You know, anything is possible when the playoffs start. You know, that's, that's, that's the beauty <laughs> yeah. of getting into the dance. You know, you have – the improbable happen from time to time. You know, the New York Giants from, you know, 07 mm, as the, yeah. I believe the 60, you know, they were a wild card. They win it all. They, they knocked down the unbeaten Patriots at the time. So anything right, can right. happen. So right now, what I will say in order for it to happen for this roster, 
You know, we still got key pieces on our defense coming back as the playoff is um, approaching. You know, we get um, who was that? James Houston back, Aline McNeil back, and CJ Gardner Johnson back for the playoffs. You know, anything can happen because that'd be a huge boost yeah. for our defense. So, and of course, it'll come down to the matchups who's playing who and where. So, that's a whole nother uh, variable in itself. But is it possible? I would say yes. Will it happen? We'll have to find out and wait. Absolutely. That's a phenomenal answer, honestly. He's not he's not saying no, but he's also not outright saying, oh, we're going to win easy. Like, what are you talking about? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You kind of talked about this uh, earlier, but, like, since the Lions, you know, are usually, like, the punchline, the joke. But they're 11-4 and four right now. Do you think the team is actually getting the respect they deserve? You know, it's funny because I was going to respond and say yes before we got on air to record. But, you know, today I was just kind of just looking around different social media sites. And believe it or not, I'm going to say no. Because mm. the questions that I've been seeing regarding the Lions team, what have they done to deserve the respect that, they should that they should uh, get who have they beaten to deserve oh, the wow. respect that they have beaten. So my counter to that would be, if you, you know, want to be a good team, it's not only important to win at home, but you got to be able to win on the road. So the Lions right now on the season, they actually have more road wins than they do home wins. Hmm. So that's a sign to me of a team that should get respect because you can't overlook a team like Detroit who has right now a top three offense in all of football. You know, they can play with anybody, anywhere, any place. When you have arguably the best old line in football, they can just run the ball down opposing teams' throats on a given week. Regardless of, you know, what an opposing defense stats are versus the running back position and how many rushing yards they're allowing. So um, I definitely think that they're, um, you know, they're in the mix, they're in the conversation, but as far as um, respect go, but I do think that they're not getting their just due respect i think it's mainly because of people still holding on to that old narrative that we're the same old lines that's just not the mm -hmm. case when you watch this team play each week they're finding different ways to win each game you know and when adversity comes they're not laying low they're fighting and scratching and clawing to overcome that Absolutely, man. You know, we talked about the season they're having at 11 and 4. Do, do you view the Lions as an elite team? If not, what, what, what do you think is missing? The Lions are one of those teams that you don't want to see come playoff time. You know, it's like we were just talking about a moment ago. You get healthy 
and you get high at the right time, you don't want to play against that team. And, you know, the Lions are one of the few teams who have not lost consecutive games all season, which is actually impressive when you think about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, they um, – they, I think they're really good. Um, I still think they need somebody – Opposite Aiden Hutchinson, who can get to the quarterback, rush the passer on a con more consistent basis. Because what what happens is when you got people on the right side of the edge who can get to the quarterback, it helps the secondary be more in on you know the perimeter players, the slot players, you know things like that. But I do think they're 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 on the cusp right now of being elite, in my opinion. I won't uh, be a homer say that they are elite right now. They're, they're on the cusp. They're, they're, they're real close. Real, 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 real close. I like that answer, man. I do. I like the honesty. All right. Well, this question's a little dangerous here. I'm gonna, let, you know, this is a safe, this is a safe space, Breeze. Like everything's all good, but are the Lions better than the Cowboys in, in your eyes? I, I, when I saw that question, I honestly <laughs> broke this down Trap. in a number of ways. I would say on a neutral field. The Lions, in my opinion, are the better team over the Cowboys. But since the game is in Dallas, you know, and with Dallas being so good at home this year, you know, of course, it's going to you know, we're being with us being road um, underdogs, it's going to shift in their favor, but I do believe on a neutral field, the Lions are the better team. Honestly, I can't disagree with that from, you know, the losses we've had on the road. So, you know what? You would think this would be a really heated debate? No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Breeze, uh, you talked about the Lions kind of not getting the respect that they deserve, and they, they've won three games against winning teams like the Cowboys. Uh, do the Lions have something to prove, you know, just looking at those three victories against – only three victories against winning teams with a winning record? I mean, you know, of course, um, we've always going to have some to prove. You know, we got the uh, – I don't know if y'all have ever heard the mantra, uh, Detroit versus everybody, but – we literally take that yeah. to heart because of the lack of respect that people, excuse me, um, really across the country um, have towards us. So there's always going to be something to prove. But we've done so much this season that we're slowly knocking down those barriers one week at a time. You know, like I said, with us having more road wins and home wins, it's not often that a team does that in a season. And, um, you know, obviously we were to win this game. Mm. You know, I'd be interested to see 
what people will be saying about the Lions, you know, this time next week. Because, you know, it, I give, like, I'll give you an example, you know. This past week when we went against Minnesota and we won the game, you'll hear people say, we almost lost to a backup quarterback who threw for over 400 yards. But when you look at the strengths and weaknesses of the Lions, you you most te- most people would know that you can't run the ball on Detroit, so you have to air it out. I, I mean, Ty Chandler only had 17 rushing yards. Mm. Crazy. 17 rushing yards. So, But at the end of the day, you know, you can only play whoever's in front of you, and you can only play whatever team that's on your schedule whenever you know when that time comes in the season so you know there is um it's always going to be something you know when it comes to how people feel about the lions but you know like i said with every win that we're getting we're slowly changing people's minds about how they see us Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, do you believe the Dallas could lose their first game at, at home in two years? Do you think that that Detroit could could hand Dallas their second, their first L at home? This is going to be really going to determine who's going to win this game in the trenches. If the Lions' old line imposed their will against. You know, Michael Parsons and the Dallas D-line, it's very possible they can win that game. I mean, I know I know Dallas been on a little bit of a, you know, losing streak these last two weeks on the road and, you know, opposing teams been kind of having their way running the ball against y'all. But if Dallas can find a way to, you know, contain that old line and limit the damage – from the you know the Lions backfield, you know, then it is you know the momentum will shift in their favor. But I think it's very possible that Dallas could lose their first game. You know, think about this. You know, when the Lions got picked by the NFL to open the season against Kansas City, you know, we we spoiled their championship night by winning at their place. When uh, we had the game with Tampa Bay. They went to their throwbacks. You know, we ruined the cream sickles for everybody in Tampa. <laughs> so now you have, you know, Jimmy Johnson ducked into the Ring of Honor, which is long. Okay. Um, anything can happen, man. Absolutely. I mean, they definitely not gonna get caught up. In- and you know, and they're gonna get caught up in a moment, you know, of watching Jimmy Johnson get uh, you know, enshrined to the you know, Cowboys Ring of Honor and be like, We're just glad to be here. You know, we want a division. You know, they not they don't have an attitude right now, you know, they they hungry, man. Uh, well you talk well, you kinda of brought it up, but with Jimmy Johnson going into the ring of honor, do you want to win more because of that you kind of spoiled the night? 
Oh, of course. I mean, because, <laughs> you know, if we went out and, you know, let's say Stafford helped us out and knocked the Niners off, you know, to give them a, their fifth loss of the season, all roads go through Detroit. They'd be the one seed. But even if that don't happen, if we went out, we're the two seed. So, of course, you know, we want to win. And I, I, I think uh, the motivation to win will be there. But, um, you know, we still plan for something, just like, you know, your Cowboys are. You know, y'all still trying to win the East, you know, hoping maybe Philly drop another game. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, <laughs> we definitely, you know, this it's a big game for both teams. We believe in Tyrod Taylor. We believe in Tyrod Taylor on the on this channel. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Breeze, you you mentioned that both teams are actually really playing, still playing for something, even at this point in the season. Is, is it worth going all out versus Dallas to get a shot at the top seed if you might give away game plan stuff for a possible playoff matchup? I'm sorry, say that one more time. No, I was just saying, you know, there, there's a lot to play for in this game, but when you think about it, is it worth kind of giving up some tape to a potential opponent um, uh, for a potential playoff matchup? Are you worried at all about maybe uh, showing some things on film that you don't want – you weren't safe for the playoffs? No, I'm not too worried. Um, it's funny because um, coaches – all the time I say, you know, during the season, we'll only go through X amount of our playbook, you know, and when the playoffs come, we'll kind of throw a couple of wrinkles in there so that we can kind of throw the opposition off guard. So I'm not really worried about, um, you know, revealing anything for upcoming opponents to see to try to um, stop us because, you know, you've got a lot of creative minds out there, you know, both offensive and defensive coordinator. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. But, um, you know, when the stakes are high like this, you kind of just got to lay it out there. You know, you can't – you don't really want to hold nothing back if you don't – if you can avoid it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He's going He's going all for it. He doesn't, he doesn't care. He does not care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you believe the Lions can basically – you did bring this up, but do you think they can impose their will like Sam Fran and Buffalo did against Dallas? Yeah, I mean, when you have an offensive line as good as Detroit, you know, nine times out of ten, when you're facing against, you know, upcoming opponents, you're going to be able to have your way – and executing your game plan, you know, the Lions, they like to run the football and they do it very well. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely, um, you know, that's, that's just the whole mindset, you know, when you, um, it, that's why it's so important, you know, when you're building a team, you, you want to have that line to not only protect your quarterback, but you want to help, the rest of, you know, the uh, playmakers that's on the field, you know, your running backs, your receivers, because, you know, that opens everything up to run those creative trick plays, play action plays and stuff like that. Absolutely. 
Yeah, you know the Lions and the and Cowboys have a have a rich history together. Breeze, can you share one of your you know uh, favorite memories from this uh, historic rivalry? Yeah, there's two. There's one that's really good, and there's one that's not so good. So obviously, the iconic one when um, Lions won the last playoff game, you know, at the Pontiac Silverdome against the Cowboys, where uh, Barry Sanders just made those defensive linemen just look silly on that big play in the second mm. half. <laughs> and um, that was just a thing. Of, I mean, he was – him. Poetry and motion, but when you see something like that, it's like how can you even go back to the locker room and face your teammates when you get beat like that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but on the side, you know, uh the twenty fourteen playoffs when the officials they pick up the mm. pass interference flag. Eric yeah, Ebron, man. they pick it up. You know, I've never seen this happen in the playoffs. No, yeah. I knew right in there. You know, it's not it's it's not looking good for us. Like the momentum, like you can you can see it shifting in real time when that specific play happened. And you know, of course, we go home, we go ahead and lose the game. But I still stand on that stand on the hill that the better team lost that playoff game on that day. Yeah, that was, uh, that was crazy, man. I remember watching that live and I, I thought, you know, prior to the flag being picked up, you know, prior to the flag even being thrown, I thought we were about to lose that game. And then, you know, we just saw what happened after that. Um, you know, that was one of the crazier, crazier moments in sports that, that I'd ever seen. It almost, you know, it kind of feels like when, when they pick up the flag, you're like, okay, the fix is in that, this game has been kind of decided already almost. You get that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, man, that one, that one, that I, – I was hurt for a long time, man. I really thought we was going to get that game in Dallas and maybe make a run, but, you know, it, it just didn't go that way on, on that particular day. The Lions have suffered a lot of bad luck over the years, man. <laughs> that's an understatement. That's an, under, that's an understatement. For real. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, so this Honestly, this is one of my more more favorite questions, and mainly with you know similar age and stuff. But if you were starting a franchise, who would you choose between Dak Prescott and Jared Goff, and why? It's a good question. Um, so what it comes down to for me is when you've been in the league for X amount of years, you know, you gain experience over time. And what has that experience brought to player X and player Y? So when I look at Dak Prescott and Jared Goff, I think – both players are similar in many regards as far as, um, you know, being able to lead a team and getting the guys ready and stuff like that. But when it comes to the experience factor, 
I have to lean into the favor of Jared Goff because he's actually been to a Super Bowl. He's won playoff games. You know, yeah. I believe that maybe he's won one, two, maybe something like that. Two, two. I'm not sure exactly how many he has, but um, you know, Goff has been there, so he know what it takes to get back to that point. So I would have to lean uh, Jared Goff just solely for that reason, because this is the one time where experience matters. Yeah. I can't argue with you there, man. He's played in some big games, and he's he's won in some big moments. You can't really say the same thing about Doc, so especially in the playoffs, man. So I like that answer. I really do. Uh, Breeze, here we are. We're kind of wrapping things up, man, but who will win this game? So – we're on a two-game winning streak. You guys are on a two-game lo- – we on a two-game winning streak. Y'all on a two-game losing streak. So, right. it's only right that you guys are probably going to win this game. But, of course, me, I would love to see the Lions actually predicting them to win this game 30-27. to 27, but, but just viewing this objectively – you know, back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, with the game being in Dallas and, we, you know, with y'all being favorites. And, you know, I took a peek at the injury report for us before I came on. And, you know, we might be a little thin in that secondary if uh, Cam Sutton mm-hmm. can't go. I saw he was questionable with a toe injury. So if he's out, yeah, yeah it, it, might, it, it could it could get ugly. You know, that can certainly have a field day with that secondary, man. So I would say, you know, objectively speaking, uh, y'all probably will win this game. But, of course, the homer in me oh, wow. would love to see the Lions win this game. I think of course, of course. y'all probably need this game more so just to build the confidence back up because, I mean, if y'all lose this game, lose three in a row, I mean, the national media is going to have a field day with the Cowboys. You know, what's going yeah. on? What's wrong? You know, <laughs> she would be looking at Mike McCarl like, but, you know, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So, but, uh, yeah, that's 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 kind of how I'm looking at it. I got you. What, Brendan, what about you? Who will win this game? I will never not choose Dallas. Dallas forever <laughs> and ever. <laughs> yes, sir. We're we're kind of homers here on the podcast in that way. I have to go with Dallas as well. Kind of like you said, Breeze. It just uh, you know Dallas being on a two game losing streak and Detroit being on a two game winning streak and then heading on the road in a tough environment. Something's got to give there. So yeah, I, I got Dallas as well. Um, Let me throw this last wrinkle out here too. Um, yeah, go for it. So I looked at this too. Um, you know, for for this question specifically. I know that Dallas hasn't lost at home this season, but at the same token, the Lions haven't lost in prime time this season either. So something got to give for this game. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting, man. Prime time winning all your games in prime time. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, Who do you think is going to score the first touchdown breeze? I th- I'm gonna I'm 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 go with 87. I'm gonna go with Sam Laporta. Oh, I like it, man. That's a good answer. He's having a killer season, dude. Great, great addition to that squad, man. Honestly, it was 
the perfect storm, you know, looking back in hindsight, because, you know, we traded Hawkinson uh, midseason last year. Yeah. You know, people was kind of looking like, you know, why, why we do that? But now, fast forward, you know, a year or so later, it makes all the sense in the world. You know, just going back to, uh, you know, Brad Holmes just having that vision of how he want to mold his team and how how to um, Matt he was looking to get paid. You know, he got paid by Minnesota. But we was able to find a replacement from who else? Tight end you. And any tight ends <laughs> you get from there, they're going to be immediate producers. <laughs> but yes, you sir. couldn't have told me, like, you know, for him to make an impact – this quickly, this yeah. early in his career, right, right. it's unreal, man. It really is. It really is. Uh, Brendan, I think you've had the same answer to this question about seven weeks in a row, so I don't know why I'm going to ask you. I'll ask you anyway. <laughs> Who, which player was school first touchdown? The funniest thing is, before he said he made his choice, I was going to say Brandon yeah. Cooks. But he brought his, his – he brought Oh, up, wow. No, but he brought up his 87 – and I, I, you know what? I, I get a little jealous. You know what? I, I got, go, I got, I got to go back. It's Fergie, man. That seam shot oh, with man. no, with no weather. It's, yeah. It's gonna be. It's, I'm gonna be right one of these times. I'm sorry. I didn't choose Rico Dowell a couple <laughs> times. My bad. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, even though Detroit does have the best run defense in the NFL, I think Tony Pollard might be the first person to. Uh, will be the first player to, to find the end zone on Saturday. I think he wants to make up for that for that botched TD run that he he missed last Sunday, man. So I, I see Pollard uh, getting finding uh, getting his nose in the end zone this week. Uh, all right, Breeze. I know you're a fantasy guy, man. Which player will score the most fantasy points this week? This is an interesting one. I mean, of course, you know, the cop-out answer based on the matchups, you know, BCD Lamb, but I honestly think it could be Brandon Cooks. Mm. I like that, man. How about you know, you, Brandon, Brandon? we're susceptible oh, to we're susceptible to wide receivers. You know, so right, right. like I was just saying a moment ago, if, if Cortland, I'm not Cortland, but if Cameron Sutton is out for this game, we're yeah. going to be thin in that secondary, man. So, yeah. I could see. I could see a big day not only from Lamb, but I can also see a really nice game from Brandon Cooks, too. For sure. For sure. Brendan, how about you? Um, I'm going to have to go to the cop-out answer in CD Lamb, but only for a different reason, though. It's not because also, first off, he's dominant. He is. But you can tell that McCarthy hears the media talking. He truly does. <laughs> we needed Rico Dell to get the ball more. Rico started getting the ball more. Dude, Brandon Cooks isn't a decoy. He started throwing to Brandon Cooks. Now everyone's like, why the why in the world did you not throw him the ball anymore? I think I think he's gonna go off. If, if, no, but it's that's if the offensive line can actually block a nosebleed for once. <laughs> yeah. That def- that Detroit defensive line is no joke, man. Yeah, that scared me. I too think it's gonna be CeeDee Lamb. We know we talked about it after a hot start against Miami. McCarthy decided not to get Lamb more touches for almost two quarters last week. Heading into the playoffs, I think McCarthy wants a star receiver playing with confidence and staying locked in. So yeah, McCarthy's gonna feed 
feed the beast and CD Lamb for sure. All right, Breeze, what's your score prediction? So I'm going Detroit 30, Dallas 27. Mm. I think um I think this game will be high scoring. Um it's in it's in yeah. a dome, it's in a controlled environment. So we don't gotta worry about weather in this game. You got two really good offenses that's gonna be um you know, running and airing it out. So I expect um, a lot of points to be scored. And, uh, you know, for those who have fantasy players in this game, hmm. book. Uh, All right, Brennan, how about you? What's your score prediction? I, I've always been wrong. Like, I've always said close games and they're either blowouts on either side. Or I'm like, oh, Dallas is going to win by 20. And then it's right. super close game. I'm. I think it's gonna be 28-24 Dallas. It's good. Like the Lions are no joke. I feel like this is gonna be more like the Seattle game. If anything, the defenses don't do anything to like the fourth quarter. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I have it a high scoring affair as well. But maybe I'm a little bit more confident than Dallas, especially at home. But I have a Detroit 20 and and Dallas 31. Just because you know Breeze, you mentioned it, man. If that that secondary is pretty thin, and if uh, Cameron Sutton is out as well, then you know Dallas could could kind of find a way to take advantage of that you know every every team's injured right now but you know dallas has has been known to uh take advantage of, of uh team secondaries with, with the way dak's been playing this season yeah i'm, so I'm definitely gonna again. be cheering for Dak. um uh, i was gonna say uh i'll definitely be cheering for Dak since i have him in one of my championship matchups i hope he light up the scoreboard <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yes sir <laughs> Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Well, Breeze, man, again, I can't thank you. I can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time to come and hang out with us, man, and talk with us. Uh, before we get you out of here, I know you're a fantasy football personality. I know you're a busy guy, but do you create any content? Do you have any articles or you know podcasts we can listen to? Maybe a YouTube channel or some some uh, things in the works that we should be on the lookout for. Yeah, so um, you know, each week during the uh, fantasy football season, uh, I produce a. Uh, weekly DFS um, thread on my Twitter. Usually Friday or Saturday, I'll uh, post it out. Um, you guys can follow me at MCBreeze11. Be on the lookout for that. You know, just uh, highlighting plays that I think can help people win money, you know, for, for that particular week. And it's a blast. You know, I like um, not always uh, agreeing with what the masses are saying who to recommend to play. I don't mind throwing a risky play, you know, hearing if I, if I have the conviction that I think this player is going to do really well, I don't mind, you know, missing and of course hitting on that particular player. So it's been a ton of fun doing that. Um, Awesome, man. Awesome. I'll I'll make sure to be on the lookout for that. Brendan, remind the people they can find you on Twitter, sir. You can find me at Brendan underscore Smith 26. As always, guys, we appreciate you joining us. Any and all support is appreciated. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast YouTube page and share it with a friend. I am Paul Ryan, and we will see you next week.